sequel pitch a digital frontier <laughs> i try to picture sequels as they move through the podcast what did they look like action scenes dwayne the rock johnson were the sequels like freeways i kept dreaming of a world i thought i'd never see and then one day you got in that's right kid i got in and the sequel was more beautiful than I ever and also more dangerous than I ever imagined. Now, hop in bed now, kiddo. Come on. Now, I met a brave warrior. Drew. Bum, 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 bum. Drew. He fights for the podcast. He sure does. Oh, man, he showed me things that no one had ever imagined. There were these sequel fights fought in spectacular arenas and sequel ideas that were like ribbons of shite. So radical. And together, you built a sequel. We built a new sequel for listeners and patrons. Now, I couldn't be in there all the time, so I created a sequel in my own image that could think like you and me. And I called him Andy, absolute nutty dreamer, Yadabite. That's right. And Andy, Drew, and I, we built a podcast where all sequels were free and open. Beautiful. And then, one day, something happened. Something extraordinary. A miracle. What was it? It was an ISO named Matt. Hello and welcome users to another episode of Sequel Pitch, a film podcast in which four friends pitch movie sequels that don't already have them and battle out to say theirs is the winner. Yay! Yay. There you go. There was your movie intro. Um, that was very good. I had me hooked, man. I didn't want you to stop. You could have done the whole movie. <laughs> um, Why so did you make me the, turn the bad guy? <laughs> no, you're, 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 yeah, you're cool. <laughs> you're clue. You know, he wasn't always bad. As you probably can tell from the episode title and that little intro, we are pitching sequels to the 2010 Tron Legacy, directed by Joseph. Kosinski mm. and saying, so case you haven't seen it, go and watch it and we'll wait. Okay, look, if you insist, we can do a 60 <laughs> second synopsis that may be that length, but it might not be. So here we go. In 1989, computer genius Kevin Flynn tells his young son about his adventures in the cyber world of Tron. He talks about the friends he's made and his emissary. Clue, which is a program he made in his likeness. He promises that one day he'll take him to the grid, but Flynn disappears and Sam is devastated. 20 years later, his father, com his father's company, Encom, is being operated by the board who take the company in a different direction as opposed to Flynn's. Sam spends his time mopping, uh, uh, mapping... Moping? Moping, sorry, yes, moping. <laughs> you even know, you haven't even written it. Um, moping over his father's disappearance and pulling a prank on the board. One day, Alan Bradley, his father's best friend, tells Sam that he's got a page 
from the phone at his father's office uh, at his arcade. Sam wonders why it's so important. Alan tells him because it's the number's been t- disconnected for 20 years. Alan still clings to the hope that Flynn is out there and he didn't walk away from his work and Sam. He gives Sam the keys to the arcade. Sam goes there and finds his father's workstation and after entering a few codes, finds himself in the grid. Oh, shit. After being mistaken uh, mistaken for a program, he finds himself subject to all sorts of contests, but when they discover he is not a program but a user, he is brought to the head man who Sam thinks is his father, but later discovers it's fucking Clue, and he makes Sam take part in a light cycle battle. Sam is saved by a program named Cora, who takes him to his father, uh, takes him to his father, yeah? Uh, That's where he tells Sam that Clue turned on him and was planning to enter the world to fix the imperfections. So to stop him, he closed the portal, trapping himself there, which is uh, why he never came back. Sam wants to go back, uh, but Flynn doesn't uh, want to give uh, doesn't want to give uh, to Clue the chance to carry out his plan, so he chooses not to. But Sam defies him, goes back. Um, they have a fight. They go to the thing and the portal, uh, and then Sam uh, goes, "Dad!" And he's like, "No, take her, take her to the real world," which doesn't make any sense. Uh, so a program goes out into the real world. Um, not sure how that happens. Uh, Clue then tries to run at Sam, uh, but then is sort of sucked off by Jeff Bridges <laughs> back inside himself. And Jeff Bridges does a sort of kamehame, ah, explosion thing that blows up um, all the troops that were going to leave and um, go into the real world. Uh, yeah, I fucked up by the end of that because uh, I forgot <laughs> to write the end bit of that uh, synopsis. So well, there you I, go. I, yeah, I'm not too sure how long we've got left of the podcast now, but uh, I liked it. <laughs> so there you go, guys. You are clued up, right? <laughs> hey! Very good. Very good. Um, so let's find out what we thought of this movie. Um, we're going to give our base thoughts and scores out of five, and then I'll give you what Matt thought of it as well. Uh, let's go with Andy. Um, I, uh, I got bored during this movie a lot. Uh, it wasn't as good as the first. Uh, it was quite repetitive. I made notes, but still have forgotten a lot about this movie. <laughs> um, so I'm going to give it, uh, 1.5 Jedi mind punches. <laughs> Jedi mind punch. Stupid. 1.5. Yeah, oh, oh, that is me. probably yeah. That is going to yeah, be one I, of the yowzers. Um. Okay. Fair enough. Drew, what did you think? I I I quite like this this movie. I never saw. I I didn't see the original until after I had seen this, and like I was I was excited for this because of Daft Punk. That was mm. th- that was the big deal. That like whoa. Daft Punk are doing the soundtrack, and that's why I saw it. And I thought it was, it's fine. It's fine. Like, it is, you can't think about it too much. Um, you can't try, try, trying to make this, it work in terms of <laughs> the world outside of the grid and things is really really hard and we'll i'm sure we'll get into that when we get to pitching sequels and stuff 
but I thought it it looked incredible. The music's fantastic. I I re, I liked Garrett Headland as Sam. I know a lot of people didn't, but I did. Olivia Wilde was great. Jeff Bridges being being effectively the dude yeah, again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like right down jazz, to the white man. robes. Digital jazz, man. Digital, Digital jazz. jazz man. Um, and yeah, I thought I thought it was pretty cool. I'll go into more details in a bit, but I I'm giving it I'm giving it four. Four wow. um that's high. Four inappropriate um, <laughs> a- AI computer slave girls dressing people out of five. Uh, I am going to. I'm going to say uh, that this movie, um, when it came out, I think they 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 pushed the the visualization and the visuals for this movie, and they really, I think, they go even further to show that this is a you know, a, a digital world more so than the other one, uh, the first one. In terms of like, you know, the the first one being such a a massive leap in technology in terms of uh, what it did, I feel that this one kind of did that again. Um, you know, with the with the CGI characters and um, Jeff Bridges um, being young in it, um, I think the soundtrack is amazing I like even like when obviously when i was re-watching it i've obviously downloaded the soundtrack and i've been listening to it like for the last like two weeks just <laughs> so good um i'm not wasn't a massive fan of sam um the actor that played him um i can't wait to get into the review section <laughs> <laughs> um however i thought jeff bridges and and cora and um the other the other actors were very good in it um uh, what was what's his name from Michael Sheen? Michael Sheen yeah, being <laughs> yeah. in it randomly, uh, odd. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm going to give this. I, I really like the story of like a father and the the father and son um, relationship. Uh, so I'm going to give it. I'm going to meet Drew and I'm going to say four uh, Daft Punks out of five. I'm dragging um, this episode down. I hope Matt's you are. on my on my side. And now I'm going to give you Matt's thoughts. He's uh, sent them to me over the biodigital grid. Um, <laughs> that is WhatsApp. And uh, I will now tell you uh, <laughs> the movie sound the movie soundtrack fucking pops. Visually stunning, <laughs> albeit apart from the costumes, ironically, which left me feeling like it was. Glow sticks stuck on the black <laughs> bodysuit. Sometimes the movie offers something fun, but not original. In uh, a son, in a son on a mission to find his father, uh, this one happens to be a leap into what I'm guessing is what any broadband mogul's HQ looks like. <laughs> uh, it's fun, fast-paced, and I enjoyed it. I'm certainly looking forward to what Disney will do with the franchise now that. They have the power of Marvel and a ton of sci-fi experience, as it did feel a bit washy at, at times. Did I mention how fucking good the soundtrack is, by gum? Um, 3.75 out of 5. Oh. Yeah. There we go. Um, so what does that give us, Drew? It uh, comes out at 3.31 out of 5. So yeah. it is definitely a recommendation. Nearest, 
No, not not from Andy at all. Actually, <laughs> comes in slightly above Fast Nine is our nearest ah, uh, yeah. nearest comparison. So there we well, go. What would you give the first one? I'm I I like the first one, but it was also kind of boring. Oh, I love I, the first one yeah. more. The first I, one I'd give easy like four point five. Even I really? Really? Yeah, I love the first one. I came into it quite late as well. I think the first time I watched it might have been like after uni. So like, but I don't know something about maybe just the crappy graphics and all the stuff like that. Like that had had just <laughs> had charm. Very, that was the that it, was the main it's thing. Very charming. It's like yeah, yeah. yeah. That was I'll give a, a sneak peek into the review. It's very cold. This movie isn't it? There's just nothing there. But we get into it. We'll yeah. Into it. Um. So. Uh, that's our base thoughts on the movie. If you want to hear our full review, then head on down to our Patreon and subscribe, and you'll get some extra content exclusively yeah. on our Patreon. So please go on, head on down to there. Patreon forward slash sequel pitch uh, or the other backward slash. I don't know if I can know. But yeah, head on down to our Patreon and subscribe. Backslash? When's it ever been backslash? <laughs> okay. I think it's time to get in our pitch cycles and go head to head <laughs> as it's time to get your sequels pitched. As usual, the rules are all the same. It's a head to head this time, so you won't have Matt to contest with, but you're going to go head to head. I might have some questions for you at the end, um, and we will see who is the winner and we'll take on the mantle as the uh, head user. Um, <laughs> cool. So let's go with Andy. What is your um, title? Um, right. So I've got a few. Um, I got stuck on the rhyming and puns uh, names. So bear with me. Um, so um, first of all, I wanted a a a, um, a crossover with Anchorman. So it's going to be Tron Burgundy. Um, Sam was going to be bed bound the whole movie with a bad case of tonsillitis. Um, oh dear! I got Tron with the wind. Um, another Tron crossover with, with Transformers. Um, two Trons don't make a right. I mean, I could go on. I've got the I've got the porn film as well, which is transsexual. Um, nice. But the I got. Uh, <laughs> I know. Um, Tron takeover. Okay, Ooh. that's the actual title. Uh, right, so with hope Flynn may still be alive, Sam and Cora enter the grid to find the truth. But what goes in might not be what comes out. Ooh. Mm -hmm. um, right, so we open 10 years after Legacy in a world that's kind of uh, um, similar to ours in terms of technology. The must-have product of the time is this new improved Dillinger disc. Uh, it's a small uh, micro disc that can be implanted into the brain. Uh, and we see an advert pop up with Cillian Murphy returning and he describes the first Dillinger disc merely was for gaming. And now you can use this new improved one to chat with your friends, work from home without a laptop, you know, order things online. Uh, we pull out and we see Sam and Cora watching uh, this on a TV. It's a commercial. Um, oh, God, that was American. It's an advert. Sorry, mum. Uh, Sam and Cora <laughs> are in love because that's how I saw it uh, at the end, living happily together. We see uh, Sam is still kind of dealing with uh, losing his dad. He's not completely over it. Uh, and he says the Dill Dillinger disc is just a cheap imitation of the Encom disc. Uh, but he doesn't have one because he doesn't trust them. And Cora doesn't have one because she doesn't obviously need one. One night, Cora has a dream and sees Flynn. So the next day, she, uh, she wakes up Sam and tells him about it. And he says, like, yeah, yeah, I dream about him every night too. But Cora says, no, Sam, I can't dream. 
So uh, I think it's a message sent from Flynn. She still thinks he's alive uh, and uh, he might be trying to contact me. So Cora wants to go back and see if he's still alive, but Sam is hesitant. Uh, he obviously wants to go see his dad, but obviously he's a bit scared going back in case they don't come back. Uh, eventually he agrees and they both go into the grid. Uh, once in the grid, they realize that the program seems fine and seems to be running perfectly from the outside, but inside the program is dying. Sam and Cora are caught by these uh, program goons and are taken to Flynn. Uh, Sam tries to hug Flynn, but Flynn starts choking him. Cora then kicks Flynn, uh, and we see Flynn's, uh, old Flynn's face change into scary CGI young Jeff Bridges. But it's not, it's obviously Clue. Um, he says that when Fl uh, Flynn absorbed him uh, at the end, he was able to copy his data and send it to a, a save file. But half of him copied and half of Flynn copied. So he's kind of half good, half bad. And he's constantly changing between good Flynn, bad Flynn, creepy CGI face, old man CGI face. Uh, old, man uh, uh, old man Flynn's like, face comes out, tells Sam to run. So they try and escape, but they're taken down by like, oh, remember the big army uh, Clue had there at the end of like the corrupt mm -hmm. programs and stuff. They're all Clues now. They all look like him. So they surround Samakora and take him down. And Clue says he realizes there is only one perfect system, him. And he plans to leave the grid and take over reality. Uh, so he corrupts Cora uh, and says um, because she's been living in reality for so long, he, she's the link that will be able to help him leave. Cora now evil kicks Sam off a ledge towards the sea of uh, simulation. Um, evil Cora and um, Clue leave the, uh, through the portal. And once outside, Clue kind of programs the laser to, uh, I've got to put air quote, print <laughs> uh, the grid. Uh, so the grid starts to affect our world, starts to affect uh, reality. Uh, shot of Sam falling to the water, but before he hits it, he's saved by some sort of platform. It's kind of like it has to be, it will work with the CGI, but basically saved like a platform. It's revealed that that's like the ghost of Tron. He somehow survived because he's so evolved and powerful. He survived the fall into the sea and he's just been kind of like uh, saving his energy and living there. Um, he, sa he says he basically can sacrifice himself to open the portal and send Sam home. But once he's gone, he's literally gone forever. Um, and it will be down to Sam, uh, Sam to, you know, save the day. Uh, Clue in the real world goes to Dillinger uh, Tower and kills Cillian Murphy. Uh, realizing this system um, Dillinger built is like shit and cheap. He corrupts the system and all the Dillinger discs that have been implanted in users all around the world. Uh, everyone who has a disc starts to fall to the floor, yelling in pain. But when they get up, they've all turned into creepy CGI Jeff Bridges. Obviously, they are Clue. Clue uses the users basically to tell everyone in the world they have to become him or die. And then we have cuts of families refusing and fighting and bar fights and, you know, thousands of Clues just taking over the world like an infestation. Uh, Sam kind of realizes where Clue is, uh, fights some Clue copies and has some like, light cycles on the way to him as more of the grid infects reality. When Sam gets to the tower, Clue makes evil Cora fight him. Cora nearly fights Sam because she can control the grid a bit like uh, Flynn could in, in Legacy. Um, but obviously, right before he kills her, he brings her around with the power of love. Uh, so they all have a big fight, uh, Sam and Cora and loads of Clues. Uh, finally, they get to the big bad himself. Uh, uh, Finn like kind of breaks free long enough to tell Sam that he needs to get Clue back into the grid and then destroy the program forever. Sam says, no, 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 I can't do that. I mean, we will literally be uh, losing you forever. Uh, and then kind of Finn and uh, Finn, Flynn and Sam can finally get like a, a proper goodbye. Um, and then they defeat Clue and delete the program and everyone lives happily ever after. Or do they? As an after credit scene. Clue is revealed to still be alive in the internet. Oh. Mm. Oh, like Ultron. 
Not at all like Ultron. What are you talking about? What is this Ultron you speak of? <laughs> uh, got thank Ultron. you, Andy. How did I not think of that as a fucking title? I actually would have given it away. He's so good <laughs> um, just a couple of questions. Do you feel mm. having Jeff Bridges come back um, after sacrificing himself for his son to only come back to sacrifice himself for his son again is a bit uh, cheapening the first one or the second one, sorry? No, because he, he he has to this time. He has to come back. It's only half of him. It's a it's a whole new experience that he's bringing, a whole new motivation. So no, it's 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 another big sacrifice. That's what he that's what he has to do. But they, it's all about the big farewell, you know, that Sam could finally let his father go. I mean, that's what this to... whole story is about. Okay, okay, I'll I'll, I'll leave it to Drew to argue. <laughs> sorry. Um, okay. Um, so. Basically, in your story, Clue is Agent Smith, and he's trying to inject his and make loads of agents, Agent Clues. Yeah, this is Agent Smith. You talk what? I don't know. Me, me, me. Okay, there might be similarities with some films already out there, but it works for this film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm just, I uh, just, I can see a little similarity mm -hmm. on, uh, yeah. Um, what happened after? So, this is a question I just wanted a clarification on. Sure. What happened? You might not know the answer, um, but what happened after Sam got out of the grid? Um, for then NCOM N -com to like come out with this, like this, um, this new chip because new like disc. didn't, didn't, um, what's his fucking real name? Not Trot the Tron. Real life Tron in the real world. The guy who played him. Yeah. His name is who uh, Jeff Bridges is fucking mate. Yeah. In I the know real world. Anyway, him. Yeah. He has a conversation Alan. with Sam. Alan. That's oh, it. Alan. Sorry. Yeah. Alan has a conversation with Sam saying, Oh, yeah, you're going to. He's like, Oh, I think I'm going to come back. Um, mm. So what happened? Bro, he, left, he, he left Alan in charge. He was the CEO. Um, he just and left Alan just... in charge, even though yeah, he went... He CEO, that's what he said. He was like, you're CEO now. And he's like, no, I'm going to no, no, no. hit he, my motorbike. No, he, he made Alan the chairman, but chairman. he was going to come back as CEO. Mm. Yeah. That's oh, well, it's, it's, it's 10 years. It's been 10 years. He's like, still there. That's Maybe fine. he's still working for the company. That's how he got in so easily. Okay. All right. Just just clarifying. That's fine. Uh, okay. Thank you, Andy. Uh, we will move over to our uh, next combatant in the arena. <laughs> Uh, uh, welcome, user. Anyway, uh, yes. What is your title? My title is Tron Iteration. Oh, nice, cool. Because I was trying it? to, I was like, oh, what's? How do you? I do, calling it Tron V V three point like just felt a little bit hackneyed. So there we go. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Go on. Uh, you can give a little blurb if you want. Yeah, my blurb is years after Quora... Quora, Quora yeah, it's hard to say. It is. It, I want to say Quora, but you can just say Quora. Yeah. Um, or uh, that's what they say, so fuck it. <laughs> years after Quora was rescued from the grid in Flynn's arcade and Sam took control of Encom, the pair are on the cusp of using the secrets of Quora's ISO DNA to fundamentally change the world. But when a figure from the past comes for retribution, Sam and Cora must run and fight for the future of the grid and perhaps humanity itself. 
Oh, go for it. So, okay. Movie opens with games on the grid. There's two fighters. Uh, they're doing disc fights. They have a light cycle battle, but every time one of them should have died, they don't actually die. And then finally they end on a new game that we haven't seen and they fuse their discs into like a mainframe thing and with their minds control huge armies. Um, and it's like a real big mental strain on the two people. And then the figure wearing black with pure white light wins and they remove their helmets. We see that it's Sam and Cora. Cora, happy in victory. Sam, good natured in defeat. They say break time is over. It's time to get back to work. It's time for some exposition. They zap back off of the grid and into their office at Encom Tower. Alan Bradley shows up and they talk. They have a nice exposition talk about all the work they've been doing for the last 13 years. Sam used the models, uh, like the, the grids and the backups from Flynn's Arcade's grid to build a new grid purpose-built for researching Cora's DNA. Despite it being like the most powerful computing system ever built, mapping Cora's code and DNA to unlock Flynn's vision of what she could bring to humanity has taken the better part of a decade, but now they are super duper close. Um, a Chekhov's security guard comes in. Uh, they're on first, <laughs> first name terms with their very good friends. Um, and has a bit more exposition showing, oh, they're, they're the only ones in the building. They're working late on the weekend and don't stay up too late, you two. <laughs> um, and they're still working. They go down to their other lab where they've got sections of code and the DNA and they're using complex processes to identify the areas of her DNA that translate into the code and they're matching bits up and all of that stuff. And they discuss the fact that even though Cora's not human, um, she's going to change the course of human development. And Cora's sad that she's the last ISO, but has found her place with humans. And then, boom, the plot arrives. The lights go out. The building goes back to backup power. There's no communications with the outside. They start looking around the floor and they see a few men in black tactical gear with, with guns slowly sort of sweeping the floor. Not with brooms, like they're looking around the floor. <laughs> um, they, they bump into the Chekhov security guard, who looks really guilty and admits that someone threatened to kill their family if they didn't help them break into the building. But they obviously feel really bad about it. Um, the guard tells them that the people are after their research into ISOs and DNA, even though no one but Cora and Sam know exactly what it's all about. They're about to be discovered. The guard sacrifices themselves and helps Cora and Sam escape. We then have a mini, like, 10-minute section of the raid where the two of them have to, like, sneak fight their way up the building using their tech know-how and, like, and and using using their knowledge of the building and stuff to get past all the baddies and make it back up to the office where their grid is. Um, it's definitely extremely cool. Uh, <laughs> they make it up to their grid, and they're confronted by Killian Murphy! Hey. Edward Dillinger Jr. has returned in both movies. He is pissed off. Um, he's been working on his own version of AI for the last 10 years and has used it to break into their systems and knows that they've been working on what they've been working on or roughly what they've been working on. And he feels like it should have been his because the company should have been his father's and blah, 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 like big family drama, high drama. Uh, he knows they're the only ones with access to the research, so he's going to steal their results from the grid and make them disappear and destroy the building and and no one in the world will know that the research wasn't his instead of theirs um sam and cora like dive into the laser because they know that dillinger can't turn it off and move the move the system because then everything will get wiped um they've got to get into the grid 
get to the data, download it onto one of their disks, and then figure out how to escape. They get chased by Dillinger, and Dillinger imports a load of AI. And it's really scary and not at all like Ultron <laughs> when he's attacking Jarvis. And the AI comes in and starts assimilating the good programs on their grid and turning them evil and a bit Agent Smith-like. And there's some similarities here. Um, and so his army is growing every second and there's lots of chasing and cool action scenes. And Sam and Cora meet with their one of their like top advisors in the grid and they discuss the fact that, oh, wait, shit, Sam, Sam and Cora can manipulate the grid as users like Flynn did in the first movie. Um, but also the backups they use to build this grid are stored somewhere in the memory banks and they might contain uh, some information that will lead to more ISOs. Oh, my God! Uh, the baddies arrive, they have to run some more, and big chase to the memory storage area. It, the memory storage area is really cool. It's based on it's based on what happens in Mike Bithell's game. The memory is all stored in trees. It's super cool. The pursuing forces are too close. They can't escape. They can't even manipulate in the grid. They can't do it. So Cora says she'll hold them off. She uses the battle system from the game at the beginning um, because she's better at it than Sam. And she's sort of fighting them off as Sam goes for the data. He gets that he gets to the data. And before he can download the DNA stuff, he downloads the location of Flynn's backup ARC server, which is the setting of Mike Bithell's game, again, um, that has more ISOs. He downloads it. He tells Cora on comms, and she's like, there are more ISOs? We c there are more. Oh, my God, there are more. This is how, this is how you win. Um, and so she she sacrifices herself she blows up the memory storage area that has all of her dna data she dies she gets sam on uh like one of her units and flies him back to the laser and shoots him out and he's really sad and sort of and pegs it out of the building before dillinger can exit the machine and he runs off with the data knowing that he can try and find the location of the arc server which has more isos and Dillinger blows up the building, but because he's so angry, he fucks it up and he blows himself up. Encom is all gone. All the research is gone. It looks very, very bad. But Sam has the data and he's going to try and save the world again and avenge Cora. Oh, OK. Um, I see Mike's returned your messages. <laughs> How much? No, I, um... I, just, I played the game, Andy. I bought <laughs> yeah. it and I played it. How... <laughs> uh, <laughs> How much of your movie is actually in the grid? So there's a bit Still, at the beginning and there's like the bit up to the sort of heisty bit. Uh, well, after the heisty bit where the, the guys come in, right? Yeah. I, so I have fallen into the trap that we often do with, uh, what all of us have occasionally with these pictures where um, act one is extremely long and detailed and then acts two and three, which should <laughs> run, take run, run, five, really yeah, quick. the majority of the pitch um, take up three paragraphs. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's the, the, the opening, the opening like games bit is only like 10 minutes. Okay. And then the exposition's another five or six minutes. It, it, I'm seeing the beginning being quite quick. I'm hoping that, within 30 minutes they are back in the grid which is then the remaining hour or so of the movie yeah yeah okay um no tron oh yeah so um <laughs> oh dang it yeah tron sam was gonna find 
tr the backup that had the one that had Tron in it, and he was going to go in there while Cora was holding everyone off and get Tron to come and help. And then I was just like, oh, oh it's just that is unnecessary. <laughs> uh... um, but there is still the possibility. He's got the data for the backups, and so there's a possibility. He's still out there somewhere, maybe, or maybe not. And maybe we help the franchise move away from having to include Tron because yeah. it, it makes less and less sense the longer this goes on. Uh, and last question. Um, why Killian Murphy? Why his character being the sort of arch villain? Um, because he's he's in Legacy and he is playing the son of the human baddie from the first movie, yeah. even though he's uncredited. I didn't realize he was uncredited yeah. in Legacy, which is kind of cool. Um, <laughs> and like, yeah, his the guy who played his dad, who played the 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 main thing I remember him from is the evil bodyguard in Titanic. Um, Billy, Zane, Billy Zane's henchman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he played such a good villain in the first one. I was like, you know what? There's this whole thing is like fantasy and high drama and fathers and sons and, and legacy and dynasties and stuff. So I was like, yeah, screw it. Just have it. He's he's annoyed. He's been working on all the he's been making AI, but like language model AI like it is now in the real world that's been doing like manipulating social media and doing evil stuff okay okay cool well thank you both for pitching me your pitches um it's now time to get into the arena to grab your discs because <laughs> you're gonna battle it out in a verbal disc war um and we'll see who the winner is. So, fight! <laughs> um, I just want to ask a normal uh, or a, a non-sarcastic or anything question at the start. When you're saying Sam is doing stuff at the start, what is he actually doing? He's not like smart enough to be like... Uh, like, What does he actually do in the company? Well, no, I, I'm, I'm having him that he is smart. Like, if he's smart enough in the previous movie to like break in and get around all of their firewalls and change all the coding. Yeah, you, can and... a, you can be a good hacker and, and do that, but you can make all this stuff. I would I know, argue... He just seems like a normal guy in the first one, and now he seems like a super genius. I I feel like the first one is, A, the, the second movie, his first appearance is setting him up as, like, a prodigy. I think they refer to him as, like, a prodigy, that he's, a, that he's super clever and he's wasted all his potential and all of that kind of stuff. But also, as part of the exposition, I would have it be like, oh, man, we've spent a decade studying, like, biomechanics and having to effectively become experts in DNA as well as computing over the last decade and just cover it like that. I don't buy that, but all right, fair enough. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, 10 years of study definitely yeah. isn't enough to become an expert in something like, if you're really clever. Hey, with it all the money it takes a lifetime to become an expert. Come on, 10 years is nothing. I like how you're like, how do we get rid of the bad guy? Blow, him up, blow himself up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ho hoisted by on his own petard. No, mine's, <laughs> mine's got more of an emotional core. Mine's got this great relationship between a father and son. Again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they 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 finished what they started in two. No, that's they, what this is about. This no, is that they're, they're you restarted. You restarted what they finished. It wasn't in two. finished. It wasn't finished. They never, they never got the a real good goodbye. Guy. 
the same bad guy with the same plan, which is to yeah, but that's what we wanted to see himself at the end of the into second. the real world. When he was like, I'm going to get out there. You're like, yeah, let's see that. I've got Tron in the real world. That's a great fucking third act of this of our reality being infected. It's, it's and not, like all these weird CGI it, Jeff Bridges everywhere. Yeah, it's just Jeff Bridges zombies fighting with families in their living room being like, no! How scary is that? How scary is that? And then but we can play not, it dark where at the end maybe they all visuals. die. We're all maybe. here for... We're here for the like the bonkers Tron crazy light show visuals. Not, That's in that. I've got not that Jeff, in Not CGI Jeff yeah. Bridges fighting a mum in the living room. I've got loads of CGI Jeff Bridges. That's what you want. But I've also got all the good stuff. The light cycles. They go into the game. They come out of the game. Mine's got mine's got a lot more heart, I believe, than than Drew's long one act, and then quick, a lot more heart quick fights than and, and that's it than a woman who has accepted humanity and realised she's going to save the world and then has to let that go and literally have the moment of realising that she's not the last of her kind. She can, by destroying herself and her entire legacy, that she can actually allow uh, two entire species to continue and being that brave and Sam having to deal with that. I didn't get that at all. (laughs) Well, that's on you, buddy. It's not. Stop it's stealing not. I, things from the I games. Exactly. All right, and come up with original things. All right, Agent Smith fights and shit like that. Let's move on. Um, I, I stole, I stole memories being stored in trees, and also <laughs> that's not stealing. That's just fucking canon for the series now. If you're too lazy to go out and fucking play the game, I'm sorry, I'm get... not made of money and can just buy new games. <laughs> How much have you spent on takeaways in the last week, and could you spare fifteen pounds? to play Absolutely this one's not. is that a good is that, is that it this is a good uh, this is a good plug for the game is that it yeah. only 15 pounds for tron it is yeah actually it's real. I'm, okay i might get that but i didn't know that before going in so that's unfair he's privy to information i'm not mine's a lot more fun all right mine's what you want after you want to see this bad guy get into the real world and try and take it over I don't want to see that. I want you absolutely. You got a boring I, no, villain. Nothing no, was set but, up about him in the first one. That's why I kill him off. I try to put him in. It didn't. How work. do you continue to sell to tell interesting stories in the Tron world if the stakes are only ever? Oh no, something bad's going to get out. Oh no, we stopped it. No, <laughs> like, that, 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 we, he's completely we, gone now. Him and Tron have gone. This is the end. Maybe I was going to say as you. Maybe it's like Tron as something else. Now we could change the title, but it's still there. There's loads of stuff you can put in there, but now everything's back to normal. It's all happy. Okay, so hey, you're, you you're... you did a uh, just on that. I'm not gonna. I don't like getting involved, but you did do an <laughs> after credit scene of Clue being in the internet. That's so right. You, so so you the option's there if you... Disney want to go ahead. If not, we can leave it, and he can just be like in the ooh. He could be that like creepy thing that you always think is in your on your computer looking at you, like like <laughs> fucking Moriarty in the BBC Sherlock. Yeah. He's actually yeah. dead, but they just spend keeps coming back. You never know. Being like, oh, maybe he's come. No, he's dead. Oh, but oh, maybe no, he's re- no, he's dead. Oh, but maybe. <laughs> okay. I just, go on, Andy, go on. Andy just redid. He just did the second movie again, but more. And in the real world with creepy Jeff Bridges, <laughs> zombie, so good zombie to see. army. Do not tell me you do want to see that, I... like, act three and, like, act two. And I'll but, like, say act one because it's Okay, all right, up. all right. Are you seeing it as, like, a title? So Jeff Bridges only takes over a person who's had the game's, the, the, yeah. the laptop the in their head. Game. Yeah. And so he can't, how, so... 
Are they all dead as well? By the way, after well, that's the thing is you, you could you could make it dark as in they do, and then like because I wanted originally it was going to be this whole thing of like man versus AI, man versus computer. How much should we trust computers? Um, so we yeah. could have that, and basically if they want to die, and they'd be like, oh, it's a lesson learned. If not, their brain can again quote unquote reboot, and they can come back to normal. They stop being Jeff Bridges. They go yeah, yeah, and they go back. Yeah, but there's some CGI left of their face, and yeah, like, maybe like, maybe like his eyes, his left. nose. Yeah. Some of them yeah. have his eyes. <laughs> their chin just drops some, off. Some of them have have the, have his hair forever. <laughs> That'd be yeah. amazing. Yeah, don't take it away from me. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. And no Tron. No Tron. Are you kidding me? It's the fucking title, the Drew. Come he on. can't be in it forever. Come on, Drew. Hey, you've killed him. You've definitively killed him. him. He's an important part of mine. He saves the main character. You can't just have Is him he? show up. Let, let, me have, little... let me have a look through your pitch. Let me have a look. I can't find it. Hold on. Find from. No, it's saying okay. no results found. Oh, all right, Andy. Andy, again, you said he's definitely, definitively, absolutely dead, but then have teased a post credit scene where the films are going to continue. So how are you going to do? Yeah, because it's not Tron. It's, it's, it's whatever's next after Tron. We call it it's something else. It's still going to be called Tron. There is no way that no, it, maybe it's like it's something else, man. We can, we can, maybe there's something else, but the new hero of, of film four is called Tron. Well, that's that's there why that's man. how I see them doing it. Like they are going to, they'll make it that you can be a Tron. A Tron is like a a, a warrior for the users or something and it becomes a title it's the whole oh is james bond actually his name or is it a code name thing <clears throat> it's not in just not in your pitch that's what i'm saying all right i don't care <laughs> tron, tron was barely in the last I, one i know yeah. <laughs> right i think i've made my decision um andy you've got some good moments in yours um i like a lot of part it. of me does like the fact that you bring it into the real world, but then I'm also like, oh, but also it is in the real world, it's not in the Tron world. Okay. Uh, I like the idea of um, Clue still being alive. I didn't massively enjoy the fact that you've brought Jeff Bridges back to sacrifice himself again. Um, <laughs> I like I like the idea of... Um, yeah, like the, the, the company making these chips that are put in everyone's head. I think that's a cooler, cool concept. I think you could have gone a little bit further with that. Um, uh, Drew, I I like your ideas. I think, um, I think, you know, basing it around um, what was left off on the, on the, on the second one. And the idea of like you know using the information that they gained from uh, Cora's disc, and then the betrayal. I really, really, I like the idea of the father and son. Um, the aspect of, that you're going for with the son of the villain from the first movie. Um, I, yeah, I think maybe you could have Tron in it just for this <laughs> last one. Just in the background um, somewhere. <laughs> just just in this last one. I think your idea of having a minute would be good. Um just for one more, and then I think you're right, it needs to move on. But I there can be only one winner. Um and I am going to pick this week's winner as Drew Toynbee. Oh, oh the with no tron on. 
No Tron. <laughs> Should we watch Tron? Which one? Not three, because he's not in it. Andy, I just I just feel like <laughs> for a Tron movie, the grid we don't see much of the grid as because it's on the outside. I know, Comes and out I think, in the third act. Yeah, we are think, the grid. Yeah, but if you think of how bad <laughs> Jeff Bridges looked in the real world, how bad is he going to look? We'd fix with that. Thousands We'd fix of that. Him? We've got technology now. We can fix it. Um, but yes, well done, Drew. Uh, commendable, Andy, with your idea of Tron uh, Two, Tron uh, Legacy Two. <laughs> Uh, on Legacy Part Two, yeah, Part Two, yeah. the Reba, Legacy Reboot, yeah. the <laughs> Ma- <Tron laughs> Revolutions, Flash Reloaded, Matrix, uh, Agent Smith. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. Sorry, Drew. Yes. What movie are we going to be doing next episode? Well, this episode. Well, the next episode should be coming out around the 11th of July. And on the 14th odd, there's a little movie called Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 coming out that has a a stunt in it that everyone in the world has seen 50 million times that should have been the most impressive bit of the film, but now everyone's already seen it. But we haven't seen it on the big screen yet. We haven't, and that's That's true. the main thing. I would like for us to watch Mission Impossible Fallout, the sixth Mission Impossible movie, and then pitch our sequels to that. Get ready for hour-long Tom Cruise running scenes. Oh, my God. Most of these movies. I've got a question. Will we be penalised? Because this is is Reckoning Part 1. Will we mm. be penalised if we technically end on like a cliffhanger or something like that? No, Leading to a part two, basically. No, yeah, you can... So I only have to write half a pitch. If if you really want, although I, that pisses oh, me off so much, off. Um, I I will say that's the only problem that I have with across the Spider Verse. But anyway, that's we'll 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 cross that bridge another time. Um, yeah, it's ignore the fact that Dead Reckoning is a part one. Mm. It's if your if your subsequent idea is a two movie idea, wicked. If it's one idea, if it ends the franchise forever, if it if it is just another self-contained story, I don't mind. Okay, there we have it. So, ladies and gentlemen, users, that is it. Um, But I'm going to do a little special shout-out to somebody who is a friend of our podcast, Mike Bithell, Mm. who is a special guest who's been on this podcast a couple of times now. Uh, He's a lovely guy, uh, and... He's a games designer, and he has created a game in the world of Tron. The game is called Tron Identity. It's available now, um, and I'll read you the blurb. <laughs> Something has been taken. Enter a new grid and forge alliances via visual novel gameplay, uncovering truth through identity disc puzzles, Make critical decisions and plot your own course in a world without a creator. It's got very positive reviews on Steam. It is available on... uh, What's it available on, Drew? I think it's available on everything, isn't it? Uh, Currently, it is available on Steam, on PC, or Nintendo Switch. There you go. Um, But Historically, their games have come to mobile and other consoles as well at some point. 14.99 uh would you rather 
have a crap takeaway like Andy does, or would you like uh, Tron Identity from Bithel Games? Yeah, I know what or I want to choose. Splash out and do and have a crap takeaway while you play it, and just yeah. have a wild. I night. don't have crap yeah. takeaways. What's this thing about? <laughs> I'm not spending fifteen quid on a crap takeaway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. Big uh, shout out to Mike Bithell and his game, Tron Identity. Thank you for the suggestion as well to do Tron Legacy. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Give us a little tweet if you think um, Andy should have won with his agent, uh, Tron. Um, That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, It's goodbye from... Oh, actually, one one more thing. Please shout about this podcast if you can. Um, yeah. That is the way that we will grow our audience is if you go, hey, I know this podcast about four nerds talking about sequels. Hey, you should listen to it. Um, let us know what you think. That's the way we're going to grow this community is if we start talking about these sequels, talk, start talking about um, our community. We want to build a community of loving film lovers and sequel lovers and <laughs> And, and take lover lovers and and lover lovers and takeaway lovers and <laughs> anyway yeah lovers. <laughs> yeah umpa lumpa lovers yeah <laughs> every kind of lover uh, Mr Shabba Shabba uh, right so thank you ladies and gentlemen um, head on down to our Patreon if you would like to be a patron of the show and all that's left is to say goodbye from our runner up Andy goodbye and this week's winner Drew Toynbee. Goodbye, everybody. And it's goodbye from me. Bye. Bye. Bye.